There's a lot of things that when I read, I don't understand. I'm sorry. But the things that I do understand, I want to make sure that I do those things that God is asking me to do. The Sadducees thought that the spiritual world would be like a physical world they lived in forever, which was not true. The scripture was very clear about this subject. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, as we continue our marriage series, we'll address the question of whether husbands and wives will remain united in heaven. We'll see that God designed the marital relationship to be lifelong and deeply fulfilling, but it will not continue for eternity. Stay with us as we reflect on our hope of heaven and the resurrected lives we will enjoy in communion with our God. The title of today's study is, Are People Married in Heaven? In the Gospel of Mark, here's Raul Reese. Are people married in heaven? That's a question that a lot of people have. What happens to people that are married when they die? Husband and wives, do we meet in heaven as a husband and a wife? Look at the beginning of chapter 12, beginning with verse 18 to 23. We're going to hit three points here. Number one, it is called a false belief. A false belief of the Sadducees that did not believe in the resurrection. The Sadducees were trying to discredit, discredit Jesus. And there are a lot of people today that are trying to discredit you, discredit me, because we believe in Jesus and we believe in life after death. And we believe in heaven. And here we have these Sadducees trying to discredit Jesus. In verse 18, he says this, And then some Sadducees who say there is no resurrection, nor is death, they came to Jesus and they asked him, saying, we'll get that in a moment. So the city gates now are getting ready to close. It's Tuesday. On Thursday, Jesus will be crucified. And then on Sunday, he rises again from the dead. These men were among those who comprised the principal leadership. Notice, of who? Of the Sanhedrin. The Pharisees, there was probably about 6,000 Pharisees at that time. They were the self-righteous, the ones that it was time to pray and they carried these little mats with them, and they spread them out no matter where they were, like the Muslims today. At that time, the Pharisees would spread out their little mat, and they would pray. And they were the ones that knew the Bible, and they were self-righteous, and yet they would not live by the Bible. People are like today. And it's important that we understand who Christ is, and what He's done for us. Because they still wanted Jesus to be killed. They wanted Jesus to be killed. And the reason is because he gave to them the word of God. Salvation. Resting in him. And then the hope of resurrection. And one day to be in heaven with him forever and ever and ever and ever. It's incredible what the Bible teaches. Look at the resurrection denied by the scoffers. In verse 19 to 23. Teacher. They're asking, teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies 
and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children. This was the law. His brother should take his wife and raise up offering for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first one took a wife and died. He says the second one took her and he died and noticed and left no offspring, no kids. And the third one likewise. By that time, you got to check the cooking, you know, see what's going on. The third, not this is the third one. He says, and so seven had her and they all left no offspring. And the last of all, finally, the women died. Imagine seven and then the woman died after going through seven of them. Therefore, in the resurrection... When they rise, notice, whose wife will she be for all seven had her as wife? Good question. Special question for today. Especially with all the doctrines that are being flooring around in different churches. That even though here through the past centuries, liberal-minded people have laughed at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, when you go home, Verses 12 to 58, he talks about the resurrection. And then we notice that they used Moses' law. They were using Moses' law, the Bible. The Levite law for their argument. Deuteronomy 25, verses 5 to 6. Listen what it says. If brothers dwell together, and one of them dies and has no son... Then the widow of the dead men shall not be married to a stranger outside of the family. You could marry somebody outside of the family. Her husband's brother shall go into her, take her as his wife, and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. It shall be that the firstborn son, which she bears, will succeed to the name of his dead brother. That his name may not be blotted out of Israel. That name was very important to keep the generations. When a husband died and had no son, the law said that his brother not only had to follow in marriage, but to have that child until he would have a son. And then we notice the seven brothers. We notice that each of them brothers obeyed the law. But each died having the children. And then finally the woman dies whose wife she is in eternity. That's the question that comes up. Whose wife is going to be in eternity? Well, let me give you the answer. Nobody's. In in heaven, we're not married anymore. We have new bodies. Christ becomes our bridegroom. We become his bride. And to me, when I read the whole book of uh, Revelation... You begin to see that when Christ comes at the second coming, the kingdom age comes a thousand years. After a thousand years, then the new heaven and the new earth. But before the new heaven and the new earth, the books are going to be opened. Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. And whoever is not written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire, which hell, feel today, the devil, the antichrist, the false prophet, and any demon... Any demon will be taken and cast into the lake of fire forever. Away from the light into darkness. That's the word of the Lord. That's why I tell people, man, don't be deceived by Satan. Number one, we don't know when we're going to die. You don't have to be old to die. Cancer is killing so many people. So many people. Young and old. This is why in this lesson this morning, 
We want to make sure we understand that they're in heaven. Whose wife will it be? No one's. Nobody. We shall be known as he is known, the Bible says. It's going to be different. In the book of Revelation, at the end of Revelation, he says that when the new heavens come down, it's going to be 1,500 this way miles, 1,500 miles this way, 1,500 and 1,500. It's going to be a cube. I don't understand that. A cube. There's a lot of things that when I read, I don't understand. I'm sorry. But the things that I do understand, I want to make sure that I do those things that God is asking me to do. They were mocking the question. They were mocking Jesus. The Sadducees thought that the spiritual world would be like a physical world they lived in forever, which was not true. The scripture was very clear about this subject. You see, the natural man can understand the spiritual things of God. For example, in 1 Corinthians 2.14, he says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Now, who receives the Spirit of God? Those that are born again of the Holy Spirit. That's us. Because the Holy Spirit, first of all, convicted you. And as you get convicted, eventually you surrender and you gave your life to Christ by repentance. And then the Holy Spirit came upon you. He's with you. He's in you. And he comes upon you, the Bible says. It's so awesome to see what God says. But the natural men, for they are foolishness to him, the things of God. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, what does he do? He judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord? That he may be instructing him. But we have the mind of Christ. That's why we have to be careful what we put into our minds. Because from our minds it goes to our hearts. In 1 Corinthians 15, 12, Paul says, Now if Christ is preached, that he was been praised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? How can people say that if the Bible is real? You see, we need to know that the last days, they will be scoffers. They will try to take you away from your faith. Satan is the greatest enemy. He is going to come after you, and he's going to get you good. It's not coming to church. It's coming into the presence of the Lord, fellowship, learning, practicing the Word of God. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that we are committed to equipping you with God's Word and helping you grow in your relationship with Him. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 to order an MP3 flash drive of this entire marriage series. Now back to more with Raul Reese in the final part of today's study. Look at second point here, verse 24 to 27, a truth answered here concerning the resurrection. He says this, Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken? Aren't you guys mistaken this? Because you do not believe, nor know the scriptures, nor know the power of God. Man, he challenges them. He gets right to the issue. He says, you guys, why are you turning people away from me? Why do you lie? 
If you don't believe, that's your problem. But there are people that believe and they follow Jesus Christ. The resurrection is different from the earthly experience. For number one, we see that they do not know the power of God and his word. The Bible, when you read it, it speaks to you. Secondly, we see that they do not have the power of God. That's important. In the book of Acts, he talks about what's going to happen to you. When you come to Christ and Christ lived, after 40 days he went to heaven. He said, on the 50th day, I want you in Jerusalem, and I want you to be sitting and waiting as the Holy Spirit will come and will baptize you with power. The power of God. The power to live the Christian life. The power to witness to people. The power to read, to believe in what Christ says. And the Holy Spirit, by the way, in Ephesians 4.30 says that you can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The word to grieve is to bring pain to the Holy Spirit because he is a person. And what grieves the Holy Spirit of God? Sin. That's why we have to be true Christians. Because also, thirdly, he says here, we see that they have not studied the scriptures. So they don't take it literally. So he says this in the book of the law. Nehemiah 8.3. Then he read from the book in an open square that was in front of the water gate. From the morning until 12 o'clock in midday. Before the men and women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Let me go back and just share some things with you. Number one, the people stood there and said, the rabbi said when he taught. Secondly, it wasn't an hour. It was half a day hearing the word of God. And then something else that I got here. Because he says, and who could understand? That's why we don't allow little children to come in the sanctuary. Because they don't understand there be a disruption where parents will not learn because you got to take care of your child. That's why we have Sunday school. So these things that we do are biblical. When you come into the sanctuary, people were attentive to the book of the law, the Bible. And then the Holy Spirit scriptures, Romans 1, 2, he says, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Again, the word of God. The prophecies in the Old Testament, the prophecies fulfilled in the New Testament. So awesome, the way the word of God. Another title is the word of God, Hebrews chapter 4, 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents. Guess what? The heart. And then in James one twenty one, he says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word of God, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word of God, Not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And then what happens? He goes away. He becomes the same person. And then the word of life, Philippians 2.6. He says, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery, but to be equal with God. Who's that? Jesus. When he came, equal with God. He is God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All three one. 
He says, I know your works, your love, your service, your faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. You see? Awesome. Remember in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, he has three guys. He gives one, he says, five talents. The other one, five talents. The other one, five talents. Or ten and ten. And then they come back after a while, and the Messiah comes back. The boss comes back and says, okay, you guys, let's see your investments. So the one that had ten talents, he gave them another ten talents. He blessed them. Another blessing, second one. The third one said, I was afraid, so I went ahead, I made a hole, and put it away and buried it. And now here's my five talents. He says he took those five talents and gave it to the one that had already ten talents. And then he took this one that did not invest his money. He took him and cast him into hell for not investing what God had given to him. The Bible is so clear. So clear when you come to the word of God. In verse 25, he says, For when they rise from the dead, neither they marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. You see, a different form. We're going to be known as he is known. The angels were created beings. You see, created beings. And this is why in the book of Isaiah 14 and then Ezekiel 28, when Satan was in the presence of God, and when they were there, somehow, when you read the five I wills, that Satan said, I will be like God the highest. And when God saw that, he took him and he cast him out. And it says one third of the angels followed him. They became demons. Those are the ones that destroy people's lives. And he says what? But are like the angels of heaven. So when we study the resurrection, it's so different from an earthly experience. According to the word of God. And check this out. No more marriage, no more death, no more flesh, no more blood, no more corruption, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more curse, no more night, no more wicked people, and no end to our lives. That's heaven. The Sadducees did not know the scriptures and the power of God. They thought of the resurrection, going into another world. They didn't believe in going into another world. They did not believe that. They thought they were going to be living forever in their own flesh. They saw life as a continuum, as it never will end, but in the wrong place. They could not believe that God would change the qualities of life and give us a new environment that we can live in. This is not our home, you guys. It's coming. This is not our home. Don't get secure. Don't get comfortable. And that's why I tell you today, be in Christ. Another thing about the scriptures, in 1 Corinthians 15, 49, he says, And as we have borne the image of the men of the dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly men. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does corruption inherit in corruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery, Paul says, we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. Metatauta, be transformed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, 
And the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall come to pass, it says, a saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. All dead worries your sting. Oh, hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Lord. And then in conclusion, concerning the proof of the resurrection, no more marriage. But verse 26, he says, But concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, the Pentateuch, which that is Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He says in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to Moses, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken, he says. Imagine Moses being there in chapter 3 of Exodus. He saw a burning bush as he was taking care of sheep. And he went up and a voice came out of the actual fire and said, Moses, where you're standing is holy ground. Take off your dirty shoes. And he went ahead and came back to the bush. And God noticed, said to Moses, Moses, I am the I am, the great I am. In the Hebrew it means this, I am the great becoming. I'll become whatever you want me to be to you. He's God. I am the becoming one. He said, I spoke, I am the God of Abraham. I am the becoming one of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken. So the resurrection here that we see is the living relationship with Christ that cannot be broken. Only thing that can break that is sin. Dying in sin. Because you don't have Christ in your life. While it may be disappointing to learn that earthly marriage will not continue in heaven, we hope that you've been encouraged by the many joy-filled changes you can anticipate. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's message is available to you in its entirety for a gift of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for today's lesson titled, Are People Married in Heaven? As you consider the incredible future God has in store for us, we'd like to offer you Rawls' entire comprehensive marriage study. Downloaded to an MP3 thumb drive, this 20-part series features a special bonus interview with Rawl and Sharon. You'll see that you can confidently trust the Lord with your heart and life, and when you follow Him in devoted obedience, He'll bless you and your marriage. To order Rawls' 20-part marriage series, including the bonus interview with Sharon, Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. Once again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. Our mailing address, if you'd like to order by writing us, is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
This ministry is listener-supported. Thank you so much for your partnership. Every contribution you make helps us share the gospel with more people every day. Join us next time for our continuing focus on the Lord's perfect design and divine purposes for marriage. We'll zero in on some of the foundational actions you can take to fortify your relationship with your spouse. Now, here's Raul with a closing thought. God's relationship is active. And notice, in my life, how about your life? Is he an active person in your life? God's relationship are God's rewardings. Hebrews chapter 11, 13, the chapter of faith. Go home and read the whole chapter 11. He says in verse 13, These all have died in faith. We haven't seen Jesus, but I believe by faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. We are sure of them, embrace them, and confess that they were stronger pilgrims on earth. Speaking of the past, the prophets. He says, for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and that's heaven. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, because of this, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for us. Wow. Man, it it amazes me how God, the God of the living, not of the dead. And I think that this morning, as you've listened to the word of God, that you not only now are accountable to the word of God, but make your decision either Christ or the devil. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.